Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. Time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine. Hanging in there with this hot, humid weather. I guess mm-hmm. it's supposed to be some relief, but ugh, can't wait for it to be over. Yeah. I hate this. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because... We say that about the cold, but I have to tell you, I don't, I, I don't mind the cold as much as I mind this heat. Me um, too. You know, it's, Me too. There's, it's easy, as I always say, it's easier to get warm than it is to get cool. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it is, but, but then you miss the outside and you, you know, that's the stuff I miss is the, the outside stuff when you're, when it's cold and you, you're not out as much, but, um. Yeah, still. It's but easy. I also feel like if I have, if anybody has asthma, and Pat has COPD, um, yeah. it's difficult to breathe in this really hot weather. Yeah. So I don't go yeah. outside anyway. Yeah. You know, if it was nice and it was a low humidity day, I'd be out there for hours. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's hard, but it's you know the thing is, uh, uh, me I just don't like the snow. I don't care about the cold. It's the snow that drives me crazy. That's but true. not that everyone wants to hear what we like or don't like about the I weather. Cause we're all the same. We're all northeastern Pennsylvania people, and we we deal with all kinds of weather. So here we are. Yeah. So, so you I know that rainstorm. Could... What? What rainstorm? The other day, the rain with the the tons of rain that we had. Yeah, last this week. Well, uh, so I have pavers all on the side of my house, um, on the one mm-hmm. side of my deck. And w- a couple years ago, we had that wacky snow, uh, snow rainstorm, and it washed all of the stuff down. We had Joe had to go back and redo it. Do you know what happened again with this oh. rain this past? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't there so, something you I can mean, put the, down? The pavers well, yeah, he did all of that. I mean, that's it. It was incredible the the amount of rain and the way it it just be, it comes like a it be, it forms like um like a an aquifer or something actually, and it just takes it all. The water goes all the way down because it's all paved on that one side, and it just mm-hmm. 
so the the the, the pavers aren't up, but the stones and the, the the I think it's called polymer sand or something. All of that, you know, in one big section is now moved down to the bottom. Oh, oh God! I didn't even <laughs> notice it until the I the next the next day I went right out, so I didn't even look. And I wasn't even, I think I had somewhere to go that night, so I wasn't out on the deck. I didn't notice it till the next day. Hmm. So I have to go out and take a picture and send it to Joe because he'll be over tomorrow. So I'm like, okay. Oh, boy. Okay. But, yeah, but that was, yeah, that was quite the rain. Mm-hmm. Well, I was also but, thinking about how difficult it was for so many people who had their basements flooded that never happened yeah. before. Did uh-huh. you have any problems? Um, I have an old Dunmore basement, and so I have a sump pump in my basement due to the fact that the very first year we moved in here was that wacky, we moved in in October, and that January, it was that wacky, we had a ton of snow and it melted and yeah. rained and it was that big flooding event in 1996, yep. January. It was wicked. And that we had no sump pump and we were flooded. It was terrible. Um, so we put a sump pump in then because of that. And it is, thank God that sucker goes because um, it's in the back where I get the water in the back part mm-hmm. of the basement. So, what are you going to do? Oh, well. No, I mean, nothing than the usual, thank God. That's what my fear is every time there's rain. Is it going to be able to keep it going? Um, and I think, not I think, I know, the awning over my deck, believe that or not, helped with the water coming into the basement. Sure. So, because where it goes yeah. in is right there in the back where that is. Mm-hmm. When we put the, the bigger deck on a couple years back, that saved, that that helped. And then mm-hmm. um, now with the awning, for whatever reason, it seemed to help it. So, no, thank God. Good. Yeah, but, um, that was bad time. Yeah. But the one mm. part of my yard did get a little pulled up, so we'll get it fixed. But anyway... Um, so, so what's going on with the gala? Well, we have the Broadway gala, which is technically, it's not a gala gala. We're still saying that, but it's, we switched it up a little and it was supposed to happen last April in 2020. And then it was moved to November in 2020. And then we moved it to April again of 2021. We were, we didn't move it officially with a date, but then we thought we were just going to move it right to or no, June we were going to do it, and then we moved it to um, to September because we wanted to do it outside. So we're honoring Maury and Sandra Myers, Broadway Theater League, and we're doing it outside of the Cultural Center, and it's September 9th, and it's going to be a wonderful night. Um, they're getting the Sam and Jane Callie Star Award, sponsored by Fidelity Bank, and um, every year someone who contributes... Um, beautifully to our region in the arts. It's chosen by the league to honor. And this year, the wonderful Myers family will be recognized. And when I, I mean, they just are the most incredible people. I love them. And 
um, got to know them so much better through all of this and um, we're thrilled. So we're doing very well. The event is the 9th, as I said. Next week, we can still take reservations if anyone's listening and thinks, hey, that's a nice night. It's outside. It starts at 5.30 right after work on the 9th, which is a Thursday night. Um, so they'll be um, inside of the theater lobby of the Cultural Center. All three of the theater doors will be open and there'll be a tent on the outside and seating and um, uh, Doug Smith band featuring Aaron Malloy will be playing Broadway tunes. Um, there's an uh, open bar and uh, stations and past hors d'oeuvres uh, done by and the decorating done by uh, Posh and the Cultural Center providing of course the bar and it's going to be a lovely, breezy kind of evening. Come in, stop in, do what you can. It's $100 a ticket. Um, and the program starts at 7, from 7 to about 7.30, where, where Brian Kelly, who is chairman of our board um, at Broadway, will present his parents' award to the Moore, Myers family, to Maury and Sandra. And it's about a half-hour program, and it's over at 8, and it's a light like I said, it's just a nice atmosphere, walk in, and the tent is open, and, you know, it's just going to be just a, I just love the idea of it because it's outside and a little bit in of the, you know, just, just to create more room, um, just the, uh, the doors will be open so people can go through um, if they need to or want to, but it's out, it, it's focused on in the tent outside, and it's going to be There'll be some seating then when the presentation happens, and um, it's. I, I just love it. It's going to be a wonderful, a wonderful night, and we're praying for good weather. Yeah. <laughs> and if it isn't good yeah. weather, if it's a torrential rain or there's some hurricane that's work, working its way up the coast, and we're the, we're getting the residual of that, there's a. Then the plan will be to be in the, the complete lobby of the cultural center with all of the doors open, regardless, just so the. Um, no air well we have to we have to do it because that's part of the reason is to create an open air effect so we have to do we have okay to. um and we made that clear that we have to have that breeze and air coming in um so that's but we have to have an alternative plan because if it's pouring rain there's you know you can't much be under a tent and putting the sides no. on the tent isn't going to work because that takes away from the air um mm -hmm. and of course the air is created because we want to make people feel comfortable and safe and and to be an outdoor space so that's yeah. what we're doing right so it's going to be so you can call the broadway theater league five seven zero three four three four two seven seven eight four if you hear this and you didn't get an invitation or you did get one and you forgot about it and as we all do put things on the back burner um we have until next friday so um it's going to be a great night and we're looking forward to it we've got wonderful response so far we're doing very well uh, sponsorship-wise and um, uh, program book-wise. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot to put together, but it's, it's wonderful, and, and this family is much loved in our community and the surrounding communities from many um, states who um, were invited from friends and family, and they're just honoring them in wonderful ways. So it's going to be a nice night. That's nice. Mm-hmm. It's all the, I always loved this event, so um, always loved it before I worked for Broadway and continue to now. So it's um, it's a great thing. I'm sure you never run out of people 
to honor for that Sam and Jane Kelly Award? Not well. There's a lot of people in this region who support the arts and who make mm-hmm. things happen. And so, yeah, thank God we are blessed with many people that um, have a have a say and make things happen in the arts world here. So it's good. And a lot of them are under the radar that nobody really ever sees. So I, yeah, I think so, it's, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's good to have that recognition for people to be honored for the contributions they make. Well, and you know, Lynn, Broadway Theater League has been around this year 61 years. Um, bringing wow. top quality, yeah, top quality uh, Broadway theater, Broadway to the Scranton Cultural Center and to our region and uh, touring shows that are every bit as as good, uh, if not better sometimes. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's amazing the quality of, of work uh, that these people do and what they bring and they've been doing it. Um, it's been happening for, like I said, 61 years. So, and Mr. You know, uh, Sam Callie was on the board and then actually was acted after Ben, after Ben O. Levy left. Um, he acted as uh, executor, executive, uh, director for a little bit before Tony Nicosia came in. And then of course I was in there, t- uh, temporarily. Um, and then Frank Blasey, who now is the executive director and it's, um, it's a wonderful, wonderful organization that, that the um, work that goes into it and the um, quality is, is, is great. And to have it here in our own backyard is, is a good thing. So, um, and this year it's a great, sh- uh, uh, you know, starting in October, we're doing the Buddy Holly show, which was a holdover from last season. And then there's four shows on the season and that's um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and um, Sound uh, South Pacific and Cats and um, how about me? I can't waitress, which is huge. Um, mm-hmm. So and that's coming back on Broadway. Actually, Sarah Bareilles is the, the lead in in waitress um, coming back on Broadway. And that's opening in September. And so we have the touring show here, and then we have a few add-on shows which are Blue Man Group and Stomp and Rain. And so those are add-on, three add-on shows that you do not come with your season ticket purchase, but you can um, buy them individually. Uh, so it's a good season and it's, you know, fingers crossed and everything works. It's, it's It'll kick off in um, October. Okay. So, well, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at LaurieCadden.com 
L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA OneSource Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA OneSource Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Good morning. We're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the Managing Director and Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm designed specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many other places where you find podcasts. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I was reading something the other day that I thought was a little off um, because it seems to... Um, belie, I guess is the word, my experience with women and money. But this woman, um, Emily Nickerson, who wrote the article, was pretty much keeping to uh, a review of a book she did. The woman who wrote the book was Helene Olin, O-L-E-N. And it was, her book was called Pound Foolish, Exposing the Dark Side of the Personal Finance Industry. So she had a lot of, you know, lovely things to say, shall we say, about um, the business that I'm involved in. But Emily pulled out of this um, some of the things that she declared to be myths that uh, separate women and men as far as how they deal with personal finances. And the first myth, she said, is women need more help managing their money than men do. And then she said women are often told that they need more help or different advice about how to manage their money. Just look at the books and websites marked specifically to women, like Citibank's Women and Company and Prudential's Women and Money. But the truth is 
Studies show little difference between women and men's financial knowledge and habits. So why does this myth persist? I think that the myth persists because women themselves believe it. It's the old joke. Men think they're the expert if they just see something about something. Women have a PhD in a topic and they're still concerned they really don't know enough. She explained, the financial services industry plays into this perceived lack of knowledge, and that's a large part of it. I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. Uh, really, because I think it's not necessarily that men know more about it, but men have a higher level of confidence about themselves and money. But women are never exposed to any conversations about money. They're never even asked to weigh in on certain things relative even relative even to their own 401k plans. They set things up in a set it and forget it mode and, and just let it ride. And more often than not, what they do is pick the so-called safe investments. So the things that look like they don't vary that much from year to year, that's the ones they go into. And what they do by doing that is lose a considerable amount of money because they are not savvy enough to understand how the stock markets work versus the bond markets, things we call safe. So I think their ignorance on, on how to work with money costs them money in the long run. Men generally are much more willing to say, yeah, I'll throw my some of my money, but put it into the things that I think can make some money because they like bragging rights. Yeah, okay, women could care less. But that's a big part of it. Myth number two, women are naturally risk averse. Along similar lines, the financial services industry tells us that we need to be investing in higher yield, higher risk funds in order to have enough money for retirement. And when studies show that we have less money in those types of retirement accounts, women are chastised for being risk averse. Olin, the person who wrote that book, has written extensively on this. Women don't have less money in high-risk accounts because of an innate aversion of uncertainty. It's more of a symptom. People who have less money generally take less risk. Again, I can't, I, I don't agree with that at all. Um, the, the author of this thing said this makes sense given that we can't predict the stock market to know whether those riskier investments will pay off. When we're starting off with less, we know we can't afford to lose what we've already saved. That's nonsense. That just goes right back to ignorance. Ignorance of how the markets work. And I just think this is this is a lot of crap, but I'm just going to say it. Okay. <laughs> Myth number three, we can't save because we're buying too many lattes or shoes. I don't know whoever said that, but okay. So Owen, the person who wrote the book, comments that most of the personal finance advice given to women is, quote, you be a good girl and stop going to Barney's, end quote. But the assumption that women are spending away their savings to a greater extent than men is another myth. Women do spend more on clothes than men, she says, but
but men spend a heck of a lot more on autos, liquor, and electronics than we do. Somehow that doesn't come in for criticism. I've, I've never heard that, ever. So what? I, part? That, 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 that thing about women spend more money on clothes than men, but men spec, spend a heck of a lot more on autos, liquor, and electronics. I, I don't think, think that, women spend more money on clothes than men? No, I do. I do think they spend more money on clothes, but I don't think they spend money foolishly on clothes. You know, the assumption um, here is that you just some don't do. buy things. <laughs> some do, I, though. Well, some do. But that's, I think when you have a structure, like a 401k plan, when you know that a certain percentage of your money is automatically being invested for your future, you tend to have a little more comfort level of buying things for the here and now. I, I think that that is the same thing for men. Instead of buying clothes, they buy the bigger cars, but liquor and electronics. I, I don't know that that, I don't know that that goes along gender lines. I think okay. that a lot of people, I just said, I think this is just people looking for ways to justify a certain way of thinking. And I don't know that it's based on a whole lot of, um, what do you want to say? Data, you know, that's there. I don't think it is. And then yeah. the author says, although Americans are saving at lower rates than in the past, it's not because we're overspending on luxuries. We live in a world in which our salaries are falling and our costs are rising. That is obviously going to make it harder to save money. And it would be much more helpful to explain how that works to people than just give them 10 tips on how to cut their grocery bill. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just think this is <laughs> this is crazy. It's just so superficial. Okay. Myth number four. If we follow all the rules, we'll be okay. We're often led to believe that if we set up our 401ks for our target retirement date, we're saving all of what we need later on. Not true. I'm embarrassed to admit that before reading Pound Foolish, that's the book, I was unaware of just how recently Americans have turned to do-it-yourself retirement accounts, IRAs, and 401ks to meet all of their retirement finance needs. I mentioned this to Olin, the author, who added they're completely new, and they were started as compliments to the pension system. They were never intended to be the main source of retirement income. We've, we've now seen them as retirement saving vehicles for about 30 years, and we know how well they work, and the answer is they haven't. Completely, completely disagree with that. First of all, they were not designed to be complements to the pension system. They were to replace the pension system because the pension system was a very expensive way for employers to do something for their employees. Employees, and, yeah. And so they just decided to turn it over to them. Let them be the ones that are responsible for their retirement income and we'll match it. Okay, that's fine. But people still don't understand 
you know, that, that set it and forget it thing of, well, the target retirement day f- uh, funds. So you get one that's closest to where you're, you think you're going to retire. And, okay, that leaves the, the onus on the mutual fund companies to decide when they move in and when they move out of the different funds that are in their accounts. So the closer you get to retirement, the theory is the less money you've got in the stock market, but you still have some money in the stock market. Maybe 20%, 80% is in bonds. If 80% has been in bonds in the last five years, you've lost a lot of money. So when you give up that responsibility to somebody else, you don't always get what you think you're going to get out of it. And people mm-hmm. have um, really have um, a misinformation about that. They believe that if they set that target date, they're going to be fine. Well, they're not. But nobody watches it and nobody talks about it. So I think there's a, a lot of craziness here. Um they go on to say they don't invest the money properly. Even if they do invest the money properly, the financial services industry charges huge, enormous amounts of money simply for managing these accounts. And that was true five years ago. But with the new legislation that came out, there's a certain cap on what anybody can charge within the mutual funds and as uh, as any kind of a, uh, per participant fee and all that stuff. So, and this is grim. It says, even if you're on the right track, life is unpredictable. In her book, Olin shares stories of individuals whose retirement savings plans were completely derailed by medical emergencies, unexpected unemployment, or the simple fact that they outlived their savings. One woman she spoke with had saved seven-figure retirement plan but had to drain it to cover a series of medical issues, including an accident that left her daughter paralyzed and treatment for her husband's Parkinson's diagnosis. She had followed all the rules and was left with nearly nothing. Now, that is not the norm. Let's just say that is not the norm. And myth number five, personal finance is just personal. I don't know what that means. I felt the best way to give advice is by me explaining the world and how it works. And in fact, this world does not work for very, very many people. This is profound nonsense to me. You know, it's it's just nothing. Uh, Don't buy the book. Don't go buy the book pound foolish. This is utterly ridiculous. Anyway, (laughs) that's my story. You got it. It's the most ridiculous thing I ever read. Anyway, okay, love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. So, so we're going to take a quick break, <laughs> and we'll be back with our guest expert, Terry Henson, who is a trust officer with uh, Fidelity Bank in Dunmore, Pennsylvania, and vice Please. president, vice and president, vice president. Baby. Excuse me, and yeah. vice president. So, stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC certified public accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and non-profit organizations. Call Barbetti McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office and you too can make a change for the better. Business banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this, this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. We're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am Managing Director and Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm in Clark Summit that is devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, and that's available on iTunes. Excuse me, we don't call it that anymore. We call it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, Spotify, and many others. And I'm Laurie Ken, the owner of Laurie Ken Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And our guest expert today is Terry Hinton, who is senior, a vice president and the senior trust officer at Fidelity Bank. She also manages the trust department. 
Welcome, Terry. Thank Hi, you Tim. for having me. Hey, Lori. Uh, we're happy. <laughs> we're happy you're here again. This is what your third or fourth time. I think it is at least. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's happy right. to do okay. it. Okay. So uh, we were talking a little bit off air about uh, some of the issues that people are facing right now. And a lot of that has to do with um, our awareness, I guess, of our own mortality given COVID-19 and how quickly people can leave us. And, uh, and that kind of makes us think twice about whatever estate planning we've done or have not done. And uh, we talked about the fact that, you know, people are looking again at what, what was it that I really wanted to do with the assets I have? And given that the stock market is, has been doing so well, we are finding that um, our assets are growing quite rapidly, which is a wonderful thing. But we all know that at some point that's not going to stay up there. So given that and given the fact that there are changes afoot in D.C. relative to income tax and estate taxes, what are some of the things that you are discussing with your trust clients that we all ought to know? Sure. So we, we discuss that we have, we have trusts in our department, obviously, and we also do investment management in, in terms of investment management accounts and individual retirement accounts. So we have these same conversations with our trust settlers, our beneficiaries, and then the, the owners of IRAs and investment management accounts. And what we talk about is really the need to have an estate plan. Estate plan doesn't have to be really complicated. It can be as simple as a well-drafted power of attorney, making sure everybody has that document. Um, a will, what are you going to do with your assets when you die? Where do you want them to go? Uh, a healthcare power of attorney, and maybe even a living will if that's not part of what you have. But having those, really those three um, essential documents are important. Um, and, and then we'll talk about, you know, where are you in terms of, of your assets? Let's look at your whole financial personal statement, your, your financial statement. Where are you? What do you have? If you have individual retirement accounts, for example, and it's just a traditional account that you pay the taxes on um, when you start taking the money out, is maybe conversion to a Roth IRA appropriate right now? Or you convert to a Roth, you pay the taxes right now, and the rest of the growth grows tax-free to leave to, uh, so th th those are the types of things that we're talking about, um, with our clients. And I think that, uh, one of the points you mentioned about the Roth conversion is something that a lot of people are not aware of. They don't really know what it is, but, um, I would just say briefly, it's the type of a thing where you can take money out of your IRA that has, really grown so much over the last couple of years, hopefully. And you right. actually take that and declare it as income. Correct. And then by doing that, you then roll it into what's called a Roth IRA. And the Roth IRA grows tax-deferred, tax-free. And Correct. so you've already paid the taxes on the money that goes into the Roth, but it's a, it's a way of dealing with whatever there is at the moment, rather than waiting until Washington decides what the new tax brackets are 
And this is especially true for people who have incomes of over $400,000, which seems to be where that cutoff is going to be. I, I agree. With, I agree with the new yeah. tax laws. So right. besides that, I, I think people are looking at those other documents you mentioned. And I think people need to understand what they are and why they're important. So let's start with a will. Why do you need a will? Well, if you don't have a will, where your assets go when you die is determined by the Pennsylvania legislature. There's a statute out there called the intestacy statute, intestate succession. And um, where, where your assets go, if you don't leave, leave it in a will, that, that it goes according to what that, what that statute says. Um, doesn't necessarily always go where you, where you would want it to go. So if you, if you leave a will, um, your wishes for where your assets are distributed upon your death is, is your, your wishes are fulfilled there. It's the will is, a will is a set of directions to your executor on what to do with your estate when you die. Um, really important. It actually, actually makes it simpler, too, for, for the executor, um, the person who's handling your estate, because they know exactly what you want. Um, also, if you, if you die without a will and you have a bunch of different people who could qualify as executor, they all have to either uh, renounce, say to the court, hey, I don't, I, I don't want to handle this estate, they have to sign a renunciation, or they all have to go and be sworn in, and, and then you have multiple people um, administering your estate. So it makes it much simpler, uh, and, and it also ensures that, you know, that your wishes are fulfilled. Um, that's the will. The power of attorney is an equally important document. Um, most people have a durable power of attorney, which means it goes into effect right now, and the person that you name as your agent can act in your stead, can and act in your place if you, um, you know, are unable or unwilling to act for yourself. Um, so then your affairs can continue. Maybe you're in a hospital or in an accident or you're on medication or you're out of town. Um, your agent can go in and access your bank accounts and pay your bills and handle your affairs for you. Um, really an important document. The, the powers that you grant to your agents in a power of attorney are important too. And there have been some changes in that. I think 2016, there were some changes to the uh, power of attorney statute. So, um, you know, even though what you have may still be valid, when you go to use it, if it doesn't say exactly what the financial institution that you're going to, and they're looking to check the boxes and they'll say, oh no, this isn't right. We need one that, that reads this way or that way. It can be more cumbersome to use. So it's a good idea to have those looked at every now and again to make sure that they're up to date. And that's not so often making sure that, that the people that you've named are still alive. And they still want to, you know, still want to act as agents. So it's important to do that. Yeah, Carrie, I also think that you find that people will go online and look up, you know, free ones, and and they download them or they they pay seven dollars and ninety five cents on yeah. legal Zoom or something like that. Yeah, but the thing I think people have to understand is that those may be valid but they're not necessarily complete. They, they are not uh, the kinds of things where they make you think about some things that maybe you never thought about before. They're just kind of general things that uh, may not hit all those buttons that you mentioned before, check off all the little departments. But I suppose having that is better than having nothing, but it's not 
it's not a, a real replacement for having one drafted by an estate planning attorney. I, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, the, the power of attorneys are a really, uh, a really important document where a lot of the, if somebody ends up, for example, incapacitated in a nursing home and you need to make decisions on how we're going to spend down so that individual qualifies for public assistance Medicaid to be able to pay for that, and you don't give your agent the right powers under a power of attorney, they're not going to be able to sell your house. They're not going to be able to gift your house. If they think that gift, gifting the house would be, they're not going to be able to do that. So then you're stuck. Um, so sitting down with a with an estate planning attorney and, and going through what your wishes are and making sure that the documents that you have are are complete and they reflect what you want is, is, is really important as opposed to what you could get off the Internet. I couldn't agree more. Terry, um, regarding IRAs and a will and... Um, and inherited IRAs. What do most people do? Do most people put a beneficiary on their IRAs um, in, in that are yes. maybe separate from that, or is it is it better if it goes to the estate and not because these inherited IRAs? And I can tell you because I was involved in it. Is there really a? It seems like the taxes are different or the stipulations are different and they don't always obviously they're not the same as if they're if it's your ira it's it's very confusing to get an inherited ira so is it easier to do that and just or is it better if it just goes to your estate i i you know i don't really have an opinion one way or the other about normally i would say 95 percent of the time when when somebody has an IRA, they name beneficiaries to the IRA. Right. Um, if that's blank, the default is is that it goes to your estate. To the estate. Um, right. Yeah. So that's that's the default. If you don't name a beneficiary and then contingent beneficiaries too, you know, so if you're leave it to your husband, if your husband should predecease you, leave it to your three children. Um, right. But if you don't leave the beneficiaries, then it then the default goes to the estate. Um, you know, I, I'm working on an inherited IRA right now and just, you know, making sure that all of that is, is, is taken care of and it goes the way that it's, that it's supposed to go and going to go into some trust. But, um, you know, most people do leave, uh, leave the, um, beneficiaries to their IRAs. That's, that's normal unless somebody has a specific reason for not doing that. Um, and I, the taxation part of it, you know, how how you take money out of an IRA, uh, the rules have changed on that. It used to be there's some some rules that say five years, and then some of them have ten years, depending upon when the decedent died. And then there's some where you still use the table. So it's kind of uh, complicated, um, mm -hmm. that's, you know, to, yeah. to to figure that part of it out. That's where your you know your accountant or your tax preparer is a big helper there. Mm-hmm. Okay. It just because it is. It's it's ugh, a little uh, crazy there, and and I've had it where it was on both sides, and where one did it went to the estate, the other one didn't, and the one that went to the estate just seemed so much easier and clean cut than this other one does, and it's like it doesn't apply. Like last year, when you were able to take deductions, you were able to pay it back within three years, and if you had an inherited one, you couldn't do the payback. Like there were all of these. The, the learning process was unbelievable and what I learned uh, from doing all this. And I just said, oh, yeah. my God, 
would have been easier just to go into the estate, but whatever. It's just well that I mean, and that that may be true in some instances. I think it really depends on on what the will says. You know, so yeah. if the will if if it goes to the estate and then it's just paid out directly, that's one thing, um, right. which may be simpler. If it goes into the estate and then the will says, okay, now split it into three different trusts. And the inherit, then you right. have to open an inherited IRA that's going to be split between three trusts. It really depends on what the will says. If it's an outright distribution, right. you're your individuals, right. yeah, 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 yeah that, that gets a little complicated. Well, believe it or not, Terry, it's the end of our session. See how quickly these <laughs> things So tell everybody how they can get in touch with you if they need some trust information, um, basic information from you regarding your department. Um, let them know how to reach you, please. Sure. So uh, my direct line is 570-504-2260, or my email address is thinton at fddbank.com. There you go. Well, thanks for coming okay. on again. It's always enjoyable and informational, so thank you. And uh, oh, Lynn, welcome. We'll, we will mm -hmm. talk to you, Lynn, over the weekend. Everybody else out there, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.